Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2057, Personalized Sports Nutrition, Eating by Your Genes, by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own host and narrator. Hey there, and welcome back to the show that's all about improving your health and fitness. Through the reading of some of the world's best blogs on diet, nutrition, exercise, and a lot more. So let's get right into today's article and start optimizing your life. Personalized Sports Nutrition, Eating by Your Genes, by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. Wouldn't it be nice if athletes could get a genetic test that tells them precisely what they should eat to enhance their performance? Of course, the answer is yes. Personalized or precision nutrition currently exists as a growing area of interest to athletes, yet the field is in its infancy. To date, Precision nutrition is not precise enough to tell athletes what they can eat to be able to perform better. Plus, many factors impact performance and health, including sleep and dietary patterns. Regardless, athletes are already buying expensive genetic testing kits. Exercise physiologist David Neiman, PhD, director of the Human Performance Laboratory of Appalachian State University, when speaking at the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics annual conference, stated, we can't yet make claims about what to eat based on genetic testing because the results are just too variable. Plus, many factors impact performance and health, including sleep and overall dietary patterns. More research is needed before athletes can get valid, personalized nutrition recommendations. Without question, exercise scientists are getting better at analyzing genetics and each athlete's metabolites, which are the end products of exercise metabolism. This has the potential to improve our understanding of how genes, diet, and exercise interact, but the diversity of responses leaves big gaps in knowledge. Case in point, genes related to caffeine metabolism. Consuming 3 to 13 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight reportedly improves athletic performance. But why do only some athletes perform better with caffeine? 
is the difference due to genetics. Genetic tests can identify which athletes have the ability to metabolize caffeine quickly or slowly. But Dr. Neiman reported the data show no patterns that reliably link caffeine metabolizing genes to enhanced athletic performance. Is inflammation related to genetics? Here's an example of how personalized nutrition could potentially help athletes. At the Western State's 100-mile endurance run, Dr. Neiman measured inflammation in 154 ultra runners. He measured inflammation by looking at cytokines, and he found the amount of inflammation varied widely. Some runners had very high levels of cytokines and others very little. Was this due to genetics? Unknown. Genetic testing couldn't explain the differences. Neiman has identified that exercising on empty creates inflammation. That is, athletes who exercise first thing in the morning without eating have an immediate spike in inflammatory cytokines. Regardless of their genetics, athletes can reduce this inflammatory response by about 40% just by consuming carbohydrates before and during extended exercise. Now, does the kind of carbohydrate eaten make a difference? That is, would consuming banana or blueberries be less inflammatory than chugging a sports drink? Here's what research tells us about the impact of carbohydrate before and during exercise. One, cells function best when they are fed. Both sugar from a sports drink and sugar from blueberries or banana can help cells function optimally and curb a negative stress response. Two, polyphenol-rich fruit or fruit juices, such as blueberries or blueberry juice, curb the inflammatory response more than fruit that's low in polyphenols, such as a banana. And three, the best dose of polyphenols from fruit is unknown. Dr. Neiman's initial research looked at the polyphenol quercetin, which is found in apples. He learned very high doses of quercetin were not helpful. Neiman then tested polyphenols in amounts that athletes could easily consume. He saw better results in that situation. For example, when athletes ate one cup of blueberries a day for two weeks before a 75-mile hard cycling test, the inflammatory response was much lower overall. But that said, the response varied by 14-fold among the blueberry eaters. Eight cyclists experienced high inflammation, 13 had a moderate amount of inflammation, and 10 had much less inflammation. Could genetic testing help identify the athletes who responded with high inflammation? If yes, could sports dietitians encourage those athletes to eat extra blueberries to get a stronger anti-inflammatory response? Well, we don't know yet. Similarly, among runners in the Western State's 100-mile endurance run, those who experienced a lot of muscle damage had a gene that limits their body's use of choline, a nutrient that helps repair cell membranes. Could genetic testing help identify those athletes so they could eat more choline-rich foods such as eggs and liver? Would that help them decrease their post-exercise muscle damage, soreness? and inflammation. Stay tuned. Inflammation creates problems for athletes. What if athletes with high inflammation could get a genetic test to determine if their exercise-induced inflammation was related to their genetics? Could they then be advised to participate in, let's say, swimming instead of ultra-running? And would they do that? A multifactorial view. Is inflammation related primarily to genetics, diet, or some other factor, like the microbiome. Microbiome refers to the billions of bugs that live in your gut and have a strong influence on your immune system. 
Dr. Neiman suspects the athletes with a robust microbiome have less of an inflammatory response to exercise when compared to athletes with a weaker microbiome. How much does genetics influence the microbiome? We know that athletes who eat a polyphenol-rich diet, meaning lots of fruits and veggies, do a good job of feeding their gut microbes. They tend to have a more vibrant microbiome than those athletes who eat a diet filled with ultra-processed foods. Maybe diet is the driving force that reduces inflammation, more so than genes. Uh, We have so much to learn. The bottom line. Athletes vary widely in their metabolic responses to hard exercise and to the ways that food influences that response. While we do not yet know what triggers the variance, meaning genetics, diet, the microbiome, we do know that diet reduces inflammation, meaning soreness and muscle damage. By regularly consuming colorful fruits like berries, cherries, and apples, and colorful veggies like spinach, carrots, and tomatoes, you'll likely get more bang for your buck than spending that money on genetic testing kits that likely produce questionable nutrition recommendations. Be patient. The future of sports nutrition is just around the corner. You just listened to the post titled Personalized Sports Nutrition, Eating by Your Genes by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So you know how one day you'll read a headline from a reputable source about how this or that nutrient or food may decrease our risk for a certain disease or decrease inflammation, but then the very next day, a different reputable site will say that this nutrient or food has no effect on disease risk or inflammation. Well, we basically have to come to terms with the fact that this is going to happen. Why does this happen? Well, for so many reasons, many of which today's author, Nancy, described. But so goes the nature of science. We're always learning. Does that mean we can't rely on any information ever? No. Instead, it means we may need to take the time to read more than just 
one or two articles or studies on the topic, we need to ask ourselves, how many other studies found that this nutrient decreased our risk for disease? If there were quite a few that all found the same effect, well, now we might be onto something. If it's just one or two, then we need to stay tuned before making any real conclusions. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day and be sure to tune in again tomorrow where I'll have another post for you and where your optimal life awaits.